Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Craig Burley and Stevie Nichols. Some interesting results right across the board in the Premier League at this weekend which leaves the table looking something like this. Arsenal top off that late winner, sitting Liverpool, oh, excuse me, of course, draw. So they're second and third. Aston Villa up to fourth after that 2-1 victory over Spurs. United sixth uh, after that win against Everton. Meanwhile, Chelsea remain tenth in the table, 14 points adrift of the top of the league. Mario Malkiot's with us, as is Kieran Gibbs, to reflect on what we saw this weekend. Boys, let's start with City-Liverpool. Kieran, what was your big takeaway from that? City-Liverpool, um, City still not reached the heights that, that we thought that you know, we've seen over the last couple of years. I think Liverpool, the, the main thing for Liverpool is, is uh, in the central midfield area. I think uh, McAllister um, needs to be further up the pitch and you need someone more, more secure in the middle of the park, just... They still look like they're getting a little bit overrun in the middle of the field. Um, for, for City, they are also showing signs um, of, of vulnerability, but I think that most teams um, in the league this year are. Um, and yeah, I, I think, look, for me, City are still in the, in the running for, to, to win it. Um, Liverpool, I think in January, if they go and make a few good signings, um, they can still be right up there. No one for me in the league this year is obviously running away with it. Um, I think it's going to come down to this season. The most, um, the most important thing this season is going to be resilience. I think it's going to be whoever's, whoever shows that they're more of a team this year is going to win. It's not, it's not one of those seasons where you've got you know, two or three teams just running away with it and blowing teams away um, just purely on, on football ability. Um, I think it's going to be... You know, there's going to be more tools needed from from teams this year to to win. But yeah, I think City still um, could be in a driving seat for me. City going to be all right? But, but hold on, right? Two or three teams are sort of blowing the rest away, Kieran. Are they not? I mean, who else they is w- going to challenge? Who else is going to challenge City, Arsenal, and Liverpool? <clears throat> well, Spurs Spurs look a better outfit this year, now. don't you think? Right? Yeah, no, they're not going to challenge. They're not. They're not going to challenge. They're not going to challenge those three. No yeah, chance. but I think uh, they're, they're still not reaching the heights that they did last season. You have to admit that. You have to admit that. And that it looks like it feels like it's a season where teams are just hobbling through this year. You know, whether it's injury or a rebuild, it, it's not a classic season where you know City missing De Bruyne. You know, Rodri's come back in now, but. I still think that most teams this year haven't reached the heights that they have last year. And I think that, you know, there's other teams that are, that are challenging this year for me. Well, we've seen this movie from City before, haven't we? Slow starts. Kind of people questioning them and then, and then they go on some amazing run. Do you know what I mean? So we have seen this from them before. They're the ones that, if you said, look, you, you know, they haven't, they're looking a bit dodgy at the back against Chelsea and, you know, they didn't finish Liverpool off. Who's going to put a run together? Mm. Out of the three teams, if you had to pick one, I bet most people would pick City. It's not to say that it's going to happen, but, you know, we've seen this from them before and he knows, come the business end, the manager that is, that most of those players, when De Bruyne is to come back, they will push. Now, Liverpool, better than last year? Of course they are. There's no doubt about that. And Arsenal are top of the league without playing as well as they have did last year and, and with the manager meddling around with lots of things. So, I mean, for me, City's still the favourites, but it, it's a three-horse race at the moment. I don't see anybody else good enough to get in there. Yeah, it's definitely between the three of them. And City, City have absolutely given, particularly Arsenal and Liverpool, hope. Right. Because of, you said it the other day, they don't look as though they're going to keep a, keep a clean sheet and they're not keeping many clean sheets. 
And that's, that's a huge difference. I mean, it, it must be, what, three, four, maybe even five seasons ago where we were talking about Guardiola, how, how it seemed like he wasn't concentrating much on defence. And then all of a sudden he goes and he gets Walker and he gets Diaz. And then, and then from then on, he's, he's, he's got Guardiola and he's bought Aki. So, so although he, he looks as though he's, he is trying to defend, right now, and certainly for most of this season, his back line and his goalkeeper haven't been able to keep too many clean sheets. That, that's going to be their problem. Uh, Mario, what did you learn about City, if anything, this weekend? <laughs> No, I mean, like, look, we, we like the guys already highlighted, you know. Like, we knew that it was going to be a tough game for both guys. And they also know each other really well, eh? you know, Klopp and, and Pep, they're good mates. So when you play your friend, you always want to, <laughs> you want to beat your friend, no doubt about it. But the only thing is that the way you could see, I just saw two teams that both wanted to win. Regardless if it was a draw, I still felt like it was open enough in the sense of like a certain occasions. Uh, I know that Liverpool was more the team that um, was holding back and trying to hit them on the break while, while City was trying to control the game. But I think that the spirit that, that Liverpool has and what they're building on now, I think that would makes it so difficult for City. Regardless if they have so many individuals that can play the game in, at a certain level. I still felt like, um, like how the guys highlighted like Liverpool... It's always a team that you you can never say to them like they won't be up there because with club behind them, I have a feeling that they always have to believe no matter how things are going. And that's why when uh, Alexander Arnold scored that goal for them, it was almost like uh, how would I say it's almost like it's not a win for them, but it was almost like proving a point. And I had a feeling that I was watching a team that wanted to prove a point that we are up there and don't forget us. And it wasn't like City was just easy. Oh, we're going to run away because when we come to the win, like we already at that time, kind of like December, that's normally when we start seeing the difference. And that's when we normally start seeing champions going at it. So if, if Man City is going to go at it, December is going to be the month where we really have to watch out for them. And the other ones just have to make sure that they don't get no gaps between them. Must have been really disappointing 4.30 a.m. in the morning watching that. Yeah, he's an all in these he's days. Oh, you've been back in here. Yeah, oh, you're not. Oh, it's so, a decent time. Oh, sod you. <laughs> I thought, I I don't thought know he was in L.A. <laughs> I thought he was in LA, and I thought all these. I mean, <laughs> 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 all these people. Oh, I don't feel sorry for you. All these people at an early kickoff. Was it? Well, apparently it was a really bad game because it was an early kickoff. And Arsenal are top of the table. Let's see how uh, ESPN bet. What do you mean he's back in say? Holland? Have they kicked him out? He's gone back there for Christmas. He's gone early. Oh, please stay. Uh, Arsenal 30 to four. City three two one. Meanwhile, Liverpool nine. Christmas. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Uh, me, uh, Kieran, obviously Arsenal top of the table. 1 0 win, not particularly brilliant, but obviously three big points. And Kai Havertz grabbing the headlines for the right reasons. Yeah, that's the biggest takeaway for the game. I'm buzzing for him, to be fair. I think he's, he's deserved it because he's, he's kept his head down. Yeah, he hasn't reacted to, to, to anything. He, let's be <laughs> honest, he's faced a lot of criticism. Um, and, and, you know, when everyone around you's dropped points and the pressure's high, to take your team to the top of the table is a great way to, you know, relieve that that scrutiny. So I hope he can kick on from here. Um, and it's great for the team as well. I liked, I enjoyed seeing the boys get behind Ramsdale as well. Um, but yeah, Havertz, this is what we want to see from him. And this this is the this is the the Havertz that you know we all believe that he can be. Um, I've said Did your boy like Arteta need to do this, Kieran? Does, does he need to be pointing at him? Look, yes, give him the love. It's like, yeah, we know. He deserves the love. He scored the winner. We don't need to have you jam it down our throat. Yeah, do you know what? I, at first, I did think it was a, a little bit over the top. But actually, when, when, I, when I zoom out and look at the season as a whole, you know, I think he knows that he needs to get the best out of his players at every moment he can. You know, and, and as I said before, he, he probably realises that the team aren't clicking as well as, as he would like at this stage of the season, um, as well as other teams. And so he's using, you know, these psychological games where, whenever he can to, to get the best out of his players individually. Um, and I think that that's what he's trying to do there because, you know, whilst, he, whilst the team are, are struggling... Uh, if he if he can give these players little boosts here and there, 
then it's, it's great for the team. So, you know, in a season like this, I'm all for it. Why didn't he have Ramsdale? Why, why was Ramsdale on the other side? Self-preservation, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest, Oli, he hasn't, he hasn't done anything other than throwing the dice and throwing Kai Havertz on. I was a tactical genius. He's a tactical genius, yeah. Self-preservation, threw, it, threw the dice and, and, and Havertz gets a goal. So you said, That's all it is. You said, was that over the top? Arteta's over the top. Right, he's, over, he's over the top in the touchline, better than he was. He's over the top in his press conference. But is that okay then? Is that, is it that just being him? Is that just yeah, and listen, if he stays within the, the laws of the game, and I think he crossed that line with his criticism of the referee's Officials at Newcastle, frustration was understood, but I think he certainly pushed it, uh, pushed the boundaries there too far, almost like, and then the club followed that up with the, the ridiculous statement. Uh, you know, he's running on, say, pointing at him. When he was pointing at him, saying, I've spent 70 million on him and I don't on know what his best position is. On right, you know what I mean? <laughs> at the end of the day, I understand. What we've got to remember here is Arsenal are top of the league. Mm-hmm. Without, <laughs> without, Playing their best without being as free flowing as they were last year, with without with selling Jacker, with Partey out injured, with the Havertz issue, the keeper issue, the Jesus issue, you know I've talked about that, and the top of the league. Does, does that tell you they're going to go away? Well, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, Brentford, you know, it wasn't a great performance. The City and Liverpool and the rest have great performances week in, week out. No, they don't. And they have absolutely dug this one out for sure. At a place, by the way, that when you talked about Brentford away a few years ago, when they just were going to be coming into the Premier League, and they went, oh, don't talk stupid. But actually, they give people a good game now. Yeah. They give so are they better off than they were last year, Arsenal? <laughs> well, I don't... I mean, in terms, I, in terms of, of the points at this point... In terms of where they are as a I team... I don't think and so. And their no, I, <clears> ability <throat> to win the title. I, I, well, I think both are slightly different. I'll tell you why. I think the squad is definitely better. And you can't argue that having Havertz to come off the bench, be it 70 million or not, and scoring a winner makes them better. Two, two quality goalkeepers should make them better, but it's a bit of a story at the moment. So I think the squad is better, but I don't think they're playing as well as last year at this moment. In okay, time. so there's still potential, obviously, for them to get a lot better. I think there's potential for them to get better, but I think the manager has to be really careful in, in, in to, to what line he crosses with the gamesmanship that he's playing. Go on, Mario. Yeah, I, I, I think what Greg is saying, I agree with that. I don't think they're playing better football. Why also? Because now, like last season, when they were doing so well, everybody was raving about it, even including myself. I was enjoying the way they were playing. Because when Arsenal plays well, uh, you know, in, in the league, you see beautiful football. But now it's a normality. We expect them to do well. So the expectation level is there. So they now leading again. The only thing is like what Arsenal has and what they are used to having is like, are they going to push it over the line? Because don't forget, eh, last season <laughs> they were in the similar position, leading the line for a longer period than what they're doing now. Because now it's been up and down. You understand that sometimes someone else leads, then they come back. But last season they were, going, they were on a run and we were like, oh my God, we're enjoying this. This is going really well. And then they dropped off. Because don't forget, we had Saka and Martinelli. They were assisting, scoring goals like crazy. Nowadays, they are going in and out. So the only thing I can say now is that let's see how long they can push it on. But on key moments, and they're still going to come. And that's why beating Bradford, I think it was a strong game that they needed because we know Bradford, what is it? They press really hard. I know Thomas Frank really well. He always has that moment of surprise in them and I felt like as Arsenal hasn't really well and hovered that situation what you guys highlighted you know what he's doing he just wants to make his players feel comfortable that's all he wants to do because he needs him as hard as anybody else needs him if, if Arsenal have Saliba and Gabriel playing the way they are for the mm. rest of the season yep. then absolutely got a chance because it doesn't look like MD's going to blow MD away as far as goals right? which means that it's going to maybe come down to who's whose defence is the tightest. And you can't argue, I certainly don't think you can argue, that Saliba and Gabriel have been the best centre-back partnership in the Premier League. Uh, a lot more then on the Premier League title race on the latest edition of the Gab and Jules podcast. Of course, Gab's not there. Uh, Naden uh, joins Jules to break it all down. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. 
If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. After a brilliant start to the season, it's gone wrong for Tottenham, hasn't it, over the last three matches? Three defeats in a row for Ange Postacoglu. Craig's first time I've seen you, actually, since, since this game. What are you going to say? How brilliant was it? Oh, sorry. It was I, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, actually, I've, I think I've read some Spurs fans already. I mean, they aren't fans fickle or just downright stupid. <laughs> I think the latter, really, some of them. <laughs> Talking about when you to get rid of no, Postacoglu. they can't be saying. Not real ones. No, not real ones. <laughs> it was, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's mitigating factors here. You know, the, ten men, the nine men against Tottenham. Uh, Chelsea, sorry. The away game at Wolves, you could look at them and say, well, that was not very professional. But then they had four fullbacks playing at the back. And I thought Bentoncourt was looking great, by the way, just back from long-term injury. Passing the, and I think that was a very interesting dive into the psyche of the manager, was his midfield pairing. Right. Could, it could easily have just have went, and you'd have thought, you know, Conte and Mourinho and the rest would have gone, all right, Dyer in, Skip, and Hoiberg, middle of the party. He went, no, Benton Corlissel, so we're going to pass and we're going to create, and they blew Villa away with some of their passing. Not their finishing, obviously three offsides, goals. Uh, and lost to a good Villa side, but it was super entertaining. It's great, look. You should have said to him, we told you so. Remember what we said at the start of the season? <clears throat> what? We said... There's going to be bumps. Aye, Tottenham are going to be fantastic to watch. Remember we sat here after about two games, and we said, there's going to be great to watch, right. but they're going to lose some games. Yeah. And because of the injuries, that's exactly what's happening. I mean, look, look, at, this, look at the centre-backs he had there, Emerson and Davis. I mean, really, who saw that? But again, they basically run out, in my opinion, they run out of steam. But is that, is well, they had a centre-back on the bench in Dyer, by the yeah. way, who I played at Wolves, well. and he said, no, 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 yeah. no, I, I'm, I'm not. But as I was saying to you, Mike, our producer earlier today, you, you know, we, 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 me, us, everybody, almost everybody sat here, whether you're at this desk or on social media or going to Tottenham to watch them and moaned and groaned because it was the most awful football. Yeah. But by the way, not great results. No. So it's hard to criticise at the moment. Maybe in a, a year or two's time, if, they, if Levy says there's a couple of hundred million, they go and spend, then it ratchets the pressure up. But it's hard to criticise, particularly the way they started. It's hard to sit here and say, oh, that's not, you know, they didn't defend well, they didn't do this, because it has been such a, a sea change of enjoyable football that you can't argue that this team has gone in the right direction. Now, where, where it goes and where's the end game? Who the hell knows? But it's, it's brilliant to watch. That's what they wanted. It's attacking football. That's what they wanted. And up until the last three or four weeks, it was getting them the results that they wanted. So, at the moment, three, three defeats is three defeats. I get it. But it is a big yay for Tottenham. For sure. Uh, overall, Stevie, they obviously have taken the lead in those three games that they've eventually lost. Right. You talked about them running out of steam. Yep. That's something that he's going to have to address, isn't it? Well, that's, that's down to the squad then, isn't it? You know, I mean, the squad that he has... But he's got the squad that he has. 
So yeah, but, he, he got, he's got yeah, to... But, well, well, I've just told you that Davis and, and Emerson were at centre-backs. There's no way. There's no way. If somebody said to him when he went through the door, by the way, you're going to end <laughs> up with Davis and Emerson as your two centre-backs, he would have thought, oh, my, we're going to be in the bottom of the league here. You know, the fact is that he needs a bit... He, he needs to change the squad. Let's say that. They might have numbers... Right. Because you saw all the changes, but they're not good enough. And as much as they were great for half an hour, the game lasts 90 minutes. And it caught up with him because he had a lot of players playing who haven't had a lot of minutes on the field. And who, as great as they were to start the game, there's a reason why they're not playing. So all of these things combined, as good as they're playing, is why they're losing the game. So it's down to changing the personnel and getting better players. That, that's what he needs. He needs he needs more players, but better players. So that when he does get a couple of injuries, and this is obviously more than a couple of injuries he's got right now, that he can actually make changes without 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 such a big difference in the outcome. He's going to live or die doing it his way at Tottenham, right? Whether people and like, he walk up into the sunset and not care, will he? Listen, you, you listen. He never thought he was getting a job in Britain. If you watch his interview. Uh, two or three months ago with the BBC, he said, I was on the outside. I was managing in Australia, then I was in Asia, I was managing the national team at youth levels under 21, then I was in Asia and Japan, very successful. He says, I couldn't, I couldn't even get a sniff until Eddie Howe turned down the Celtic job and he got in the door and they loved him. Football was great, they had success. He wasn't first choice at Tottenham, he wasn't second choice at Tottenham, he wasn't third choice at Tottenham, but he got in the door. So for him, this is just... Absolutely brilliant. And his quote to the Daily Mail last week, I think in an interview, he said, when I hear managers go in and say, I can't play this way and I can't play this way because I don't have the squad, he said, just go on with it, mate. Right. And that's kind of the way he's, do he's doing it. So I get it. At the end of the day, Daniel Levy and whoever amount of time, 12 months or 18 months, whatever it is, will judge him on where he is. But this is the way he's going to go back to Australia at some point, doing it his way, having done it his way. And that's, that's clear. Uh, Kieran, what have you made of Spurs? Yeah. Oh, as much as it pains me to say it, um, I've actually been really impressed with Spurs. Really impressed. I mean, to lose Harry Kane and to perform how they have so far this season is, uh, is super impressive. You have to give him credit. Spurs, Spurs are a team that are going to just cause you know, the other top teams, um, you know, challenging for the title problems. That's what, that's what I meant Craig earlier about, you know, the league, they, they, they make the league more exciting this year, you know, a bit like a Newcastle. Um, they're going to be a, a, a bogey team for, for the team, for the teams that are challenging for the title. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. They're playing, they're playing good football. Um, it's, it's, we don't associate Tottenham with, with that style of football at all. And, uh, you know, he's been a breath of fresh air since coming in and, and credit to him. But yeah, I mean, they definitely need to obviously sort out, you know, the defensive, um, the defensive structure a little bit. Um, but other than that, you have to give them, you have to give them total credit. Villa, though, got the victory. It lifts them up to fourth in the table. Ollie Watkins scoring the winner, Mario. And you were talking uh, earlier about how he must be a nightmare to defend against. Yeah, because, you know, like, if I look at Watkins, you know, like, when he started, it was not, you know, like, sometimes we were looking at what was his, his, his strength going to be in this team. But now he's using it. The way he takes this goal, of, or the, you know, I think this is his second goal. But how the quick turn, like, and then just the top off. I think strikers sometimes, when you, when you try to defend them and they do that quick thinking for you, they don't give you an option to get close to them. And I think the guys already highlighted playing against two defenders like that, it's going to make it easier for him. But the key thing in the game was what Emery did. Emery did a moment in the game where Cash, Kamar and McGinn's all three had a yellow card and they're playing in the middle of the park against Spurs. And he took off Cash and Cash was close to getting a red card in the first half. He took him off. And then he put in Tillemans, and then he also re reacted. Look, Tillemans comes in, brings more peace into the, to the team. He quiets it down, start playing, also got himself almost booked because he started, you know, raving off. And, and uh, Bailey he put in. The, 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 they spread the game wider, and they opened it up and made Spurs think about what is going to come next. And that's, I, I felt like Emery went right through them. So I think the thinking, and we already knew, Spurs is playing a great uh, style of football, but the test is now. While the injuries and the suspensions are going on now, 
in, in London. This is when they really get the big test. And Emre already had it because this is his second turn when he's here. And we're all aware of the, the situation at Arsenal. So now he's looking at teams and thinking like, I got to surprise them. And the way he surprised, oh, the way he came up, I don't think uh, Spurs is ready to answer to that, um, especially the second half. You look at the Watkins goal, it was very similar in a, a way to Alexander-Arnold, yes. wasn't Yeah, that's it? what I was thinking as well, yeah. Uh, just, just because of his first touch. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at Unai Emery, we've, all, we've talked about him. Uh, we know he's a good coach, he's had success at a lot of places, but you've only got to look at the club that he left, Villarreal. They've already sacked two managers yep. in that short period of time because nobody's been able to come in so far and, and get anywhere near to replicating what, what he was doing there. They're a good team to watch, but they're a bit more pragmatic than Tottenham. I mean, to, to, I mean, if you're a neutral and you're watching the Premier League and it's about entertainment, yeah. then that first half in the way Tottenham You know Spurs played, got next weekend, yeah? <laughs> uh, City. City. Yeah. What a game that's going to be. <laughs> Maybe slightly more pragmatism. <laughs> meanwhile, of course, Craig was off yesterday because Manchester United won. Uh, going to well, uh, as soon as the third goal went in, I went walking <laughs> that the dogs. Was it. That was it. It wasn't happening. Uh, United winning uh, by three what goals goal. to nil. What a goal that is. What a goal. Why are you pulling in face? I have a pretty Maybe you were doing a bit of a weird thing. No, I was like, I mean, it's just Actually, so. you don't. You don't do this more than once in your career. I hope he does it next week. I mean, you don't. Wayne Rooney only did it once. Yeah, and that was a shin. Yeah, this was, so, this I mean, that's, it's I mean, fantastic. Enjoy it, because he'll try it many times again <laughs> and not come close. But fair play, I mean, he just, he, he, he lined himself up for it and... Oh, look, he knows, look. Oh, Anthony, who? Anthony, Anthony, who? He's a shy lad. Jaden, who? Yeah, I know. Jaden Sancho sat on his backside, mumping and grumping. Do you know what Kieran sent our producer? What? I told you Garnacho's a good player. Oh, Patting himself on the back. Oh, well done. Took 12 games, 13 games. <laughs> I hate to say I told you so, Dan. You know I hate to say that. But I did mention it at least three times in the last four shows. Oh, you've got, got to count it. You've got a plan. <laughs> He's fearless. He's fearless. And, you know, you when United are having such Mario? a bad season, oh, you know, you might as well just throw caution to the wind. You know, he's, he, United uh, have been struggling all season. I've been screaming for him to play. Screaming. He's been playing. He's been playing, Kieran. He's been playing. He's, he's, play he's been playing play badly. When. He plays him, but he, he doesn't play that well all the time. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> he does not play all the well that yeah. all the time. <laughs> get it everywhere. Oh, kids. Kieran, Kieran, get your crash helmet on him, will you? Uh, and even getting it from Holland, he's getting... Uh, uh, Mario, how's Amrabat feeling, eh? A teenager comes in and performs like that. Wow. Like, uh, you know, and I, I looked at him and, you know, like an 18-year kid, they can dictate the tempo of the team like that because I know that people were watching the bicycle kick and I loved it. I think, you know, we, we have to highlight that. But that young kid... If you're that young, 18 years old, come into a team that all the eyes are on you, okay, the only advantage he had, because he comes through the youth system, but the way, the energy he was, uh, you know, and the way he was demanding the ball and they were all playing him the ball and he was showing up for the ball and there was one moment, a key moment for me, was a tackle he made in the box. And then he made a block and I was like, wow, this is a kid. That's why he took him off because... Sometimes when you play, and we all are aware of it, when we get our emotions going and the joy and we feel like we're really doing everything, the coach does have to protect us because our steam runs out. And he took him out, and I think the timing was right to take him out and put someone else on. And when you talk to Amrabat, I feel sorry for that. You know, like, he spends a lot of money for him, and he puts, puts you on the bench. And then the 18-year-old kid comes in that was probably when you signed for the team you didn't expect that to happen because you probably thought this is not going to be part of my battle but now this kid really put himself in the window and says like come on let's have it we're going to battle for that position and that position is the way it looks now is you know uh, it looks kind of open so if I was eight year old and I played like him oh, I would go all the way I think he gets it doesn't he well he certainly I, I mean I, I believe he got injured in pre-season otherwise he might have played a little bit more but you know he just looks so composed on the ball you know and obviously the one, one of the things they've struggled with in the middle of the park amongst many things is somebody that can get around the field and cover and certainly at 18 there's no doubt uh, that's going to happen can I give Gab Marcotti some credit here he's not on the show you think right? not right what? no no I will because Gab did say to be fair right 
when we were talking about Amrabat, he said, I watched more Serie A, and particularly Fiorentina, than probably most of you. Sure. Which, which I think is absolutely crystal yeah. clear. He has seen more of Amrabat than any of us. And he did say, Amrabat, as good as he was for Morocco in the World Cup, and he was brilliant, does not <clears> play <throat> like that week in, week out. Right. right. And to be fair, that's what he said. And I think we're seeing a bit of that now, where he's a good player, but at the World Cup, he looked like a great player. And... But then you have to ask the question of the scouting system. Yeah, how much do they spend on Amrabat as well? But then you've got to ask, what <laughs> idiot here said Liverpool should sign Amrabat? <laughs> who but said it, that? It, oh. oh, thank it's you. Like but if, he's watching, if he's watching Fiorentina, which he does, obviously, because he covers Serie A a lot, what are United looking at then? Yeah. Are they looking at just a, 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 oh, Morocco, World Cup, let's, let's get them in? Because... <laughs> You wouldn't put it past their scouting department to operate that way, but but well, there's always desperation with them, though. Yeah, but yeah. But to come in yeah. and have a youngster, you know, if that was me or him, oh. right? And we've all had bad games and bad times and bad periods and injuries. But if I came in as a senior international player and a teenager who's wet behind the ears at a time when your club are under pressure, your manager's under pressure. If he's playing before me, my God, I don't know where you turn. I really don't yeah. know as a pro where you turn after that. Yeah. What do you say to the man? You can't, you can't spin that in your head yeah. any other way than what it is. Go on, Mario. No, but you also, guys, you know that when things like that happen, you, you're also thinking like, hey, this is what I, you didn't prep yourself for that. When you came, no. when he came to Man United, I don't think he prepped for having this kid coming and knocking on his door. So that was one of the surprises. And I think that's one of the key things. But also big teams, we all know that. They don't wait for young talents always to come through. And I don't think a Man United is a club that at that point was waiting for a young kid actually to put a stamp on the game the way he did. So they, they might have thought like, OK, we have to get up there quickly. We have to, you know, compete again for the league. And we're not going to wait for an 18-year-old kid. So let's get the sizes of the Amrabats and all the other talents that they, they, they try to buy. But then this young kid comes through, and that's why I'm like, wow. <laughs> but you got you got to ask yourself a question, though. Did they see this kid being this good? I mean, surely, surely they're not going to go and spend all that money on Amrabat, and then four weeks later, you, you're playing a kid. I mean, I, I, I don't imagine they thought this kid was, but going, isn't Amrabat he was alone. going to do that. I think Amrabat's alone, though, is he not? I think you, is with a, I think you buy him at the end. Yeah, but it's not... This is all very... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a get-out. Ring cap. Jail cap. Gav will know. But, Gav will know what's going I, on. As I said, yeah. there's no way they go alone, and, yeah, and bring this guy in if they think this kid's a player. Or as, or as good as we think he's going to be. OK, 8.5 million they paid for the loan and then they have an option to buy him for 21 million at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, it's not 100 million, <laughs> is it? But it's still, it, 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 it still <laughs> begs the question. And when, you know, they've got Casemiro as well with this long contract and he's in his 30s and he's, he's looking a bit sluggish, so... There's a bit, look. Trust you to turn this to be negative. No. United won, went to Goodison and won. Correct. Uh, eventually. No, they're, they're actually a very good run of results against some of the poorer teams, but uh, you can't do anything else. But I mean, the positive is this, the, the goal and then this young guy. I just thought his performance was fantastic. Uh, meanwhile, at St James's, Chelsea are rubbish again now, Mario. That's that. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's <laughs> a lot happening at St. James, but we all know when we go to that stadium, it's never been easy. You know, when you go to that stadium, and I think they really like, you know, sometimes you sit in a dressing room, and I had a couple of English managers in my journey, and they sometimes said, said to us, let them have it. When you, when you hear that line, and that line was, i almost sure that Eddie Howe said that to the players. and said, from the first minute, we're going to make sure we're going to go at them. They got a lot of international players that traveled back and their legs are not going to be ready in what we're going to hit them with. And if you see the passion where they came through at Chelsea, I was like, wow, this is what I expected. But also you could see like, oh, Fernandes, uh, you know, like did his traveling. The English side, you know, Palmer coming into the English team. Okay, Gallagher. It doesn't matter if you don't play sometimes, guys, because sometimes people say like, oh yeah, but some didn't play that long. It doesn't matter. The, the emotions that you carry with you playing for your national team and then coming back to your team, you feel it physically. So then you have a team, and that's what, what, what the Chino said at the end of the game, he was disappointed because the character wasn't there, they weren't winning the second balls, 
And the way uh, they got beat, I think it was a, a high press, intensity, and then the fans in that stadium, they make you know that you are a visitor. And I think, and that's why, you understand, if you see some of the goals that they conceded as well, I saw Cucurella for a couple of times, there were two goals where he should have gone inside. And that's when, you know, like the, the first goal, the second goal, I think he was also with the header. Um, and then just, I, Chelsea, like we said at the beginning of the season, we're not watching a team and we, we should not expect them straight away to be comfortable, regardless if they play well against one of the big boys. No, this is a team that are still building. So it's normal that things like this happen. And you don't want big scores like this to happen, but it's, I'm not surprised that, that um, wow. they didn't win the game at, uh, at Newcastle because Newcastle at this moment have the team spirit, but Chelsea does not have yet. But how, 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 how much building has to be done here, Mario? Because they've spent an absolute fortune on, on yes. players. I mean, there's no better time to go to Newcastle, really. It was three, three goalies on the bench. There was yeah. a young right-back, Livermento at left-back. There was Jamal Lascelles, who had been the club captain for years, but he doesn't fancy him, and he's had to come in because Botman's injured. There's a 17-year-old in Lewis Miley in the middle yeah, of the park. <laughs> I mean, th there is so much... And then Chelsea coming off the back of the Man City game. OK, there was an international break, but everybody was, you know, blowing smoke up their backside, going, well, this is the corner being turned. Look at this performance. Look at yeah, the energy. But, Look at the yeah, creativity. We didn't see any that's of that. That's the problem. You cannot, like, but Craig, you know yourself, look, when we play games, we win games. We win games, we do well. But that doesn't mean that we're already there. And I understand Newcastle is in a similar period, but they took their journey slower and the expectations of Chelsea was a little higher because of the achievement where they're coming from. So they put things on the fast burner, like, we got to hit it now, 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 now. While Newcastle took it slower. While financially, both teams are in a luxury situation. But Newcastle didn't hit that running that fast. They're building a... I, I have a feeling they're taking more time in building while Chelsea is more in a hurry because they uh, try to achieve success really quickly. And sometimes you're going to get hurt like moments like this. That's why, regardless if you have the, the ones that you call, like Miley, yeah, of course, he's one of the highlights. We will highlight because he's the young kid, 17 years old. But... It, and, and he plays against a team, but you know when you're young and 17, he's going to be energetic ready. He wants to win that game. He's going to put... Isa came back in that team as well. He hadn't played for so long, was injured. So I feel like that team spirit is way stronger than the one that Chelsea has. And I think that's what has surprised Chelsea and that's why they lost. And that's what Pochettino must have said in the dressing room because this he was so disappointed. Well, this manager's going to... Not if he hasn't been already scrutinised, he's, he's going to be. The trouble is, Todd Bowley's been walking about with a Superman cape on since the moment he came in, hasn't he? Yes. You know, try to convince everybody. I don't think it's quite worked so far. No, it hasn't. It hasn't, but there you go. Kieran, who's finishing fourth? Not Chelsea. Okay. So which of the um, other 19 teams? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Tottenham. Really? I'm going to go Tottenham. Oh, okay. Stevie, who do you say? Newcastle. Newcastle? Yeah. Once they get, well... Listen, if they, can, if they can perform the way they did against Chelsea, OK, Chelsea's not a team, right? No. But what I would say is, Newcastle's a team. Right. Chelsea's got the names on the back of the jersey. Yeah, but there's, there's a other, team that Newcastle There's other runners. Has. This isn't a Newcastle-Chelsea question, is it? No, but I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just pointing out the reason why I think Newcastle will be fourth. Right. Because even with so many injuries, they still play as a team. And, and if you've got a team unit, regardless of your injuries, suspensions, you're always going to be competitive, which is completely the opposite of Chelsea because they're not a team. So when Newcastle get all the players back, and I, and I think they're going to get knocked out of the Champions League, right? might even be last in the group, which will actually do them a favour. So that's why I'm going for Chelsea. Uh, Newcastle Chelsea went on that graphic. But Chelsea on that graphic? Uh, Chelsea, I, I, they weren't on that graphic. No, that's what I, I mean. put them in an attempt. No, exactly. That's, you know, building dollars to not even be uh, Stevie mentioned of course Newcastle massive game for them tomorrow as they go, go to Paris to take on PSG they really need to pick up some points there or as you say quite rightly Stevie uh, look like they will finish bottom of the group uh, let's take a look at everyone's predictions well just 
back 2-1, basically. Bye, that bye. Seems to be the, <laughs> <laughs> seems to be the general consensus. It, 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 it's difficult, isn't it, to put up an argument that Newcastle are going to get anything? It's difficult to put up an argument if they had a full-strength side, which yeah. they did when they went to Milan and didn't mm. play particularly well. No. I think it was a draw. The PSG game at home, I think, you know, obviously that was the big night for Newcastle. I think Paris Saint-Germain will have learned a lesson from that. And this is a Newcastle mm. side that is a, a lot weaker. A lot weaker. Uh, so, I, I don't... Uh, I agree with Stevie. I think this side's probably going to finish bottom of this group, unfortunately for them. Uh, brace yourself then. It's my Champions League best bets. I've got a three-way parlay for you over the next 48 hours. Uh, Lazio to be winning at half-time and full-time against Celtic, paired with PSG against Newcastle. We'll see Kylian Mbappe score any time during that match. And I think both teams will score in the Galatasaray-Manchester United game in Turkey. If you put all those three together, uh, you will work out just over four times your bet. Is that what a parley is? Yes. Yes, it is. We're not as an accumulator. Yes, indeed. Right. Yeah. There you go. Well, we'll call but it as it is. Learn something new every day. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, of course, to reflect on that big game between PSG and Newcastle. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Holland De Bruyne, Stevie and Shepard Spy, Shaka and Naps, all great teammates. But what's the perfect teammate for growing your business? Well, that's Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash FC. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash FC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash FC. Uh, Real Madrid, of course, winning yesterday thanks to Rodrigo, the accidental hero, uh, says the front page of As. He wasn't meant to play. Brahim Diaz, though, pulled out late on. The Brazilian then came in and started. Uh, and what a performance he put in. How difficult is why, it? Why wasn't he meant to play? That was because, the um, of Brazil. Oh, well, yeah, because obviously Vinicius yeah. is out as well. Yes, he picked up a knock in the Brazil-Argentina game. They didn't, they didn't recognize So when, he, when Diaz went down, he, when he goes, when he takes L or whatever it is, Rodrigo's like, oh, because we're all like it. But that, yeah, that was oh. what I wanted to know. Like, would you be like that? Aye. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not playing. I'm like, so I'm, I'm in that mindset already. Where You're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, he's giving me a bit of a rest. And, yes. You know, Vinicius is out and I'm, I'm a bit of the, t I'm getting a rest now. And then, yeah. oh, you were giving him a kick, Diaz, going, come on. But they were great goals. Yeah. And we've talked both, about him needing to step up. Yeah. And he has done, actually. We're both very similar weeks. goals. I suppose the first one was certainly the best. Yes. Too, this one. Uh, can he carry the can? Uh, well, I mean, he's going to have to. Uh, although, uh, old uh, Bellingham has <laughs> got back among the goals. Have you said to me, will he carry the can through the season if, if it's a disaster and he's the only one? I think the answer's no. Right. But fits and starts, moments like that. Yeah. Hello? Mark calling Austin? No, that's, yeah, you can't, you can't turn around and say he's going to carry them after one performance. Okay. Particularly the circumstances. Because he completely relaxes you. 
What does yeah, it do? Is that relaxed? <laughs> that's relaxed. I mean, but it does show you, you know, you sleep well at night, you got right. up in the morning, you're chilling, I'll have another cup of coffee, right. probably wouldn't do. Right. He's just chilling out on the bus on the way there. I mean, <laughs> you're very chill, Steve. Yeah. Well, well, but that's what happens. You just, you, you're not you, even you thinking. You switch off. You're, you're, you're not even thinking about the game, yeah. Right. All of a sudden, he's not like oh. you, though. He's not having an egg roll. <laughs> and yeah. a pint of bacon. <laughs> bacon yeah. and egg. He's not having two last yeah. bacon and egg rolls in the morning. But uh, no. No. Uh, just a reminder, La Liga then continues next weekend. Huge game we have for you on Sunday. Barcelona taking on Atletico Madrid. Xavi under a little bit of pressure at the moment. Question marks over whether or not he can continue to lead this Barcelona side. They're at home at Montjuic against Atleti. That's our feature game on Sunday at 2.30 Eastern. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Be sure to stay tuned. Uh, Mario and Kieran are back for Extra Time, which is coming up now. Welcome in then to latest edition of Extra Time. Mario smiling away. Kieran, still here. Uh, Craig and Stevie with us here in the studio. Have you had a think about Tottenham but in this title race yet or not? Oh dear. Uh, how big a difference can a goal make when a striker is going through a drought? Will Bruno's actions yesterday help Rashford? Bruno, of course, gave Rashford the penalty, didn't he? No, oh, no it's a penalty, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't make a difference? No, I remember Mark Steen through a terrible drought at Chelsea after scoring... Goals galore at Stoke City, the wee man, and he came in at Chelsea, did all right, and then hit the wall, big time, hit the wall. And then when that first goal went back in for him, he just got his confidence back. Right. It was, a, it was like. But that wasn't a penalty. No, no, no. I mean, you saw Rashford after the goal. It was like somebody come up and like put something in him. He was just a completely different player. Right. So 100%. 100% makes a difference. 100%. Even though it's just a penalty. <laughs> Aye. Yeah. 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 It makes no difference. Penalty. Or you agree, penalty. Kieran? Craig's wrong? Yeah. Goal's a goal. Goal's a goal. Doesn't matter at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I agree with Steve. It's 100%. 100% makes a big difference. Listen, the goal, I, I, listen it's not going to make him play any better scoring a penalty, right? At the end of the day. Mario, what do you think? No, 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 I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you know how strikers totally are. They they, they, they go Somebody stepping up and scoring the penalty is going to totally change you. Oh, I'm not having a... No, him not scoring goals and then scoring a goal. It's going to... It, it totally changes the way... He, his attitude yes. was in the game. Yeah. It's a penalty for you. You just yes. said that about Steen. What are you talking about? I said... St- he asked me, was Steen a penalty? I said no. That's not what you asked him. What do you mean? Steen? No, oh, but it's a goal. And you said yeah. He said to me, was it you a penalty? Yeah. And yeah, I said no. Right, but yeah, it, it changes. Well, it, it you're asking me, do I think a penalty you makes said, a difference? Said, the answer is no. You said it completely changed. He was struggling no, I, I, and then he scored a goal. Yes, but not a penalty. I don't care if it's a penalty. But I, I do. Well, clearly. 
Right, and I'm, I'm in the opposite <laughs> side, right? So you listen. I'm not <laughs> hey, talking luck, about this apparently or not. I'm talking about the chain, how it changed him because he got a goal. Who? Rashford. It's a penalty. So what? Steens wasn't a penalty. It doesn't matter. It's it does. It's a goal. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It's a goal. That's all that matters. I, I get it's a goal, but I'm saying a penalty doesn't make a difference than scoring from open play. Well, why does a penalty not make a difference? Anybody can step up and score a penalty. A freaking oh, goalkeeper can go. Goalkeepers can I step missed. up and do a penalty. What are you talking Anybody about? Anybody can step up and do a penalty. Well, yes, they can. Yeah. Jiggy can. <laughs> Don't drag me into yeah. this. What's going on this kickoff? I can't wait for Rashford was... to get a brace next week. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, it's, I tell you what, scoring a penalty is going to change his life, isn't it? If you score a goal from open play, say like the Garnacho goal, come, that's a kind of goal just it just could light that guy up, you know what I mean, with confidence. Scoring a penalty, freaking goalie can score a penalty. We've seen it in cup yeah, finals. You get, no, you're, no, you're right. You don't yeah. get confidence scoring penalties. No, no you're right. No, yeah. you're confidence. Anybody can score a penalty. Yeah. Anybody can score no. a penalty. Uh, Kieran, where should Arsenal try to invest in the coming transfer window? Striker seems like a position they could look at, but with Jesus and Nketiah already there, would someone be willing to be second or third fiddle to them? What about a goalie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think someone will be... I don't think someone will be willing to take second or third fiddle, no. But I think yeah. you know, everyone's talking about Ivan Tony. I think that would be a good fit. Um, I definitely think they need another centre-half. Um, and then I think when Party comes back, hopefully, then that will be um, like another signing this season because he's, he's hardly featured. So I would say centre-half is just in case, just in case we get another incident like last season with Saliba. We don't want that again. So I would say, if, if if I could pick one, I would rather go. I'd rather go centre half. I think they'd be reluctant to buy a centre half though, would they not? Having Jurian Timber in there, who's out, I get it yeah. for the season. But then you're buying somebody with a guy coming back who can cover positions. You got Tomiyasu who could play centre back if need be. But more importantly, you've got Ben White, who is a centre-back, who's been playing right-back and been playing well there for 18 months or so. He could play centre-back, so I... And Keor as well, he's not signed him, what, two months before the end of the I'm kind of thinking that they wouldn't... Particularly with Timber to come back next year, and those other players that I mentioned that could play there. Certainly, I mean, Ben White is a centre-back, there's no question about that. So, I'd, maybe they will, I don't know, but I think probably more in the striking position. Mario, who you got? Garnacho's bicycle kick or Burkamp's goal against Argentina back in 1998? I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. Burkamp, <laughs> maybe because of the occasion, because where it was, the, the, the expectation and playing for your country is always great. But the way Garnacho, what he did yesterday, oh my God. I'm just, the skill wise, I go for Garnacho. The bicycle kick was wow. Would you surprised that? Yeah, I know. I thought he would have gone for Bergkamp. Yeah. Who would you have gone for? Bergkamp? Yeah. Well, I think there's I think there's a lot more facets to it, isn't there? Yeah, that's I mean, the, uh... the... The distance of the ball, the height it's at for ages, he's got a defender on him. Yeah. <laughs> his first touch is immaculate, the finish, picks his spot. Yeah, I, I, I mean, as great as Garnaccio's goal is, you've got to go for Bergkamp, eh? Garnaccio's goal was... Garnacho's goal was off-the-cuff brilliance. Bergkamp's <laughs> was a picture from start to finish. The ball, yeah. what he was going to do, the touch, as Stevie mentioned, the finish, the occasion, mm. playing for your cup in a World Cup, the Bergkamp. I mean, this isn't any anti-Man United buys it, but... <laughs> well, we've already had a go at Rashford. <laughs> yeah. Belittling Garnacho's well, Rash goal now. Apparently Rashford's whole season is... Uh, it's just brief it's, it's hung on somebody oh, no, giving him a ball for a penalty Sorry. kick. <laughs> what if he scores a hat-trick next weekend? Yeah, Rashford, we left the field, he's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question. <laughs> uh, which one, which goal are you going for, Kieran? No, Garnacho all day. All oh, yeah. day long. Yeah. Ah. Wow. You're brilliant. Skill. Brilliant. Lacking brains here, lacking brains. <laughs> yeah. Stevie, the skill is unbackable. Crazy skill. Well, if he, if he hangs about long trade enough, trying Kieran, to he, do might that. Get, he might be right once today. <laughs> imagine trade trying to do that. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. What's up? Trying to do the Garnacho. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, Stevie. Yeah. be in hospital for a week. <laughs> you know, he's 21. We can all, we can all do that at 21. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Could Villa, Stevie, seriously sell Luis to Arsenal during the winter transfer period when they're fourth in the table? If you played for Villa, how would you react if your team sold one of the best players during a successful season? Yeah, you wouldn't be happy. Fans wouldn't be happy. Team yeah. wouldn't be happy. Yeah. More importantly, the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. Lots of yeah. unhappiness. Yeah. Give him a couple of penalties. There you go. Yeah. Random two. Just to cheer them up. Great <laughs> <laughs> for United. Well, anyway, how can you go? To, how can you go? To, what kind of Christmas is he having? What Mario? He's having yeah. a long Christmas. I mean, freaking is. If somebody offered you Christmas in Amsterdam, you'd turn it down. Have you been to Amsterdam? Aye. Uh, what did you get to, Steve? On more than hey. a few kids. Did you get to the museums? Like, what did you do? Oh, it was very cultural. Really? really? Yeah. Very cultural. I saw, some, uh, I saw some Van Gogh. Did you? Oh, yeah. Well done, Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, Stevie. Yeah. The museums are incredible. Witty Frank's house. Yeah, I was, I was totally there for the culture. Right. Yeah. Yes. Went down yeah, the, the beach. What were you doing on the canal? My wife down the canal had a lovely yes. romantic meal on the yes. canal. No way you would have paid to do I'm anything sure on the canal. Of course you did. He must have had what a group. Else is it? He must have had a group on yeah, voucher. Exactly. What else is it to do in Amsterdam? And he said got her a meal. It was a cheese sandwich. <laughs> she packed it. <laughs> she made she a cheese, cheese sandwich with yeah. beetroot on it or something. Yeah, right. Oh. Eat them quick. Uh, Craig, will United's recent form translate to better results against better opposition in Galatasaray and Newcastle, which is their next couple of games? That is the question. What is the answer? I don't think so, to be honest, <laughs> because even Everton, particularly in the first half, caused them a lot of problems. That was Everton, yeah. so uh, results have been good, but I don't see them winning in Istanbul. No, I, I think that's going to... I might be wrong, but I think that's going to be a struggle. For Kieran, what was the best part of your trip to Barbados? Oh, oh nice. he's been away as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, Mario. <laughs> probably. Oh, I'm going to be boring and say that it was just visiting family. I haven't seen, I haven't seen my, my, my dad for 18 months, so it was good to see him, the old Ooh. boy. Did I see your parents be married over 50 years, Kieran? They have. No, no, no. That's, that's my nan and granddad. Oh, good. I've got put foot in there. How old do you think you've got my dad, huh? <laughs> yes. That makes him 80 odds. I would forget how old Kieran is. He's older, I think. Oh, 50 years? That's pretty good, Kieran. Yeah, it's impressive. You don't see it a lot these days. How long have you been well, married certainly, for, like, Dad? Look at yourself in the mirror. I can't even hold one girl down. <laughs> how long have you been married for, Dad? Long enough. <laughs> is, he, is he struggling again? Is he's it? still smiling. So long Are you struggling again, son? Are you struggling? Kieran, do they often ask you when you're getting married, when she's going to have kids? Huh? Do they moan at you for not giving them any grandchildren? All the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 Classic, is he classic in the chateau? Mm. Huh? <laughs> is he? Mario, is he in the chateau? Do you like Barbados? I've been to Barbados, so guess yeah, why? You tell. And it was a, oh, a beautiful place. I actually took my mom to Barbados, so oh, I was being a wow. very, very tough. Mario tough, knows. Tough. Mario knows. I took my mom You've all to, been to Barbados, Barbados haven't you? And I you've been, haven't you? If you, you've been there, no. you remember the sandy lay, the sandy lay in Barbados? Oh, that's expensive. Oh man! Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, you're posh. I, met, I remember. No, it wasn't about. It was. I got introduced to the chef there. He went diving caught me your fish and told me this evening I'm going to prep the fish and I was with my missus and my mom. Oh my God, man. Oh my God. Oh, my <laughs> babies. Anytime. Anytime. That's brilliant. Imagine I'll say to Marriott. I love it. Well done. Have <laughs> you been to Barbados? No, I haven't no, been to Barbados. You both are not. No. no. There you are. No. Have you been to Barbados, Craig? Uh, it's kind of a common place to go. Is it not? Yeah. No. No. Yes, yeah. I think it is. Really? Yeah. Particularly for Brits. I think for rich Brits. Oh, it's not. It's, it's no, not. It's no, not. Then. It's not. No, no. Oh, yes, there's no, the multi-million footballers all around me. No, no, but, no it's not. Hey, Dan, listen, you don't have to be rich to go to Barbados. You just have yeah. to be smart. Travelling is not about but, being oh, rich, it's about then. being smart. <laughs> on both counts. That's rich. Come on, man. You think everybody <laughs> has to be rich to travel? I mean, Amsterdam. There's a lot of families go there, by the way. It's not expensive. No, I know. Amsterdam's If you go to Sandy Lane, where he's talking about... Where he, that Sandy Lane where he's talking about. Right. 
I can't. Don't want to say too much about the resort, but you need a, a Why lot. Why can't you say too much? You need a lot of that. Well, I mean, I didn't stay there. Oh, a lot. It's really? Oh, no, that's you what you mate used to go all the you time. You can go eat. Hanson. You can go eat. Right. They go, go their eat. golf and play at States oh, and yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could yeah. do the show from there. We did about two months ago. I've seen the budget, I doubt <laughs> it. Nice. I doubt yes. it. We can't even go on go a cruise eat, these yeah, days. What happened to the cruises? Ah, oh, cruises. That was Robbie Errol kiboshed them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Errol had too much fun on the cruises. Um, <clears> on behalf sorry. of Robbie Errol, we'd like to deny that. Sorry. Robbie's not watching. All right, Musto. Musto. No, people didn't go on the cruise. It was Shaka and Robbie and was me. It, hold on, Tommy. Was, Tommy. Was, and Tommy. Tommy yeah. was Musto not allowed? Uh, I don't think he was invited. Who <laughs> well, wasn't invited? No, there was only a, a, quote, a certain quota of people. He didn't drink enough, must he? Uh, no, he just doesn't bring that fun element, does he? How do you know? Well, because I've been with him. I said, Musty watches these. It's a bit harsh. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, a bit sad that must be watching this. Get a life, son. Uh, final, Dan. What are your plan? What are you planning for your birthday tomorrow? Barbados. My birthday tomorrow. Maybe I go to Barbados. Go to Sandy Lane. I see if Ooh. somebody brings a cake in here. I'm going to kick it. Why are you going to kick door. it? Why are you going to be mean to the cake? Just for done me all this cake nonsense. It's <laughs> another cake. It should just have. What was his name? Steen. Who was the striker? Mark Chelsea, Steen. Mark, Mark Steen. 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 I have his face on there. Just yeah. say <laughs> penalty. Stuff you. Oh, why are you a big smiling? Marcus Rashford. There you are. Old well in the world. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much, boys. Have a good week. We'll be back tomorrow to reflect. Well, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm here. You're working. Oh, I'm here. I'm here with, with him. And you. That's a great present. What a great, yeah, lovely present that is. We're going to talk about Wolves tomorrow. Probably. Oh, good. I look forward yeah. to it. Just a long B-roll for all uh, the incidents from that game.